Welcome to this special edition podcast series, Expansion Through Culture, The Scandi Way, brought to you by C and powered by Hospitality Mavericks. Facing the toughest challenges in history, some hospitality operators not only survive, but emerge stronger by mastering the art of people and culture. Meet the Scandinavian Maverick leaders and organization that master this art. We take a peek inside their organizational playbooks. We learn how they build cultures as they scale their businesses, lead their teams, and how they use this to gain the competitive edge that lasts. For the kickoff episode, I'll be talking with Christopher Cato Lavenbrand, who is the head of partnerships from C. We spill the beans why Seek and Hospitality Maverick join forces for this exclusive podcast series. We discuss that hospitality is facing the toughest challenges ever and what these are, why today's employees want more from their jobs and businesses really need to level up when it comes to compensation, training, cultures, living their values and ensure social slash planetary impact if they want to stay in business. We also discuss why some operators are not just surviving, but thriving, and why we should be looking closer to what they are doing. And we talk about what we hope this special edition podcast series can do for the wider hospitality community. Let's get started. I'm very excited talking about a little special edition podcast series, because we're going back to the Scandinavian roots of myself. And today I'm together with Christopher from uh, Seek. And we're going to be talking a bit about why we actually joined forces, what are this special edition podcast series all about, and what is the name of course of that series, and what we actually expect to get out of it. And first of all, welcome, Chris, to the com- conversation here. Thank you. And we talked for a while, and we also done a webinar, and on that webinar we figured out there was more to what we were looking into. When it came to how do we actually build, you know, a fantastic business and it all comes down to, you know, operators, you know, the putting people first, but yeah. for people sitting out there, they're probably thinking about why should I actually listen to Michael and Chris discussing this and why have they actually joined forces? Why did we do this, Chris? What was actually the reason why we had to do and, and go and do this special edition podcast series around culture? As as its essence, I think that you already touched upon the first very obvious subject, which is people first. Putting people first is is what we do at Seek. It's the whole idea behind our platform is to engage the employee, and therefore it's very natural for us to work with companies that are striving towards becoming better at, at getting everyone into the same kind of concept of what they want to do and and especially I think companies who might not just have figured out how to do it exactly. So we try also to help them understand how they can leverage the digital toolbox uh, in order to just get that engagement going, but also all the way down to the single employee. So I think that's where where we kind of come into this and we work with a lot of frontline work uh, workers, especially within hospitality, right? And that's where we we clicked mm. and we did the initial webinar as well. So I think that's really where we want to, you know, add some emphasis and myself and, and Seek in itself, we sit with so many companies and we do see ourselves more than just a software, we see ourselves as a partner. We try to teach 
most of our customers and not just how to use a platform because that's one thing, right? But how to think, how to be strategic about how you want your culture to kind of be the, in the essence of everything you do and what that can translate to. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting factors in all of it, but yeah, now with this podcast series, obviously we thought that, well, we have a lot of Scandinavian clients and these clients are really, really good at mm -hmm. putting people first and especially expansion through people that they initially said, you know, without the people, we can't get anywhere. And we really want to highlight those uh, companies and showcase them here on the podcast. And, and then another thing that's really for me as well, I think that's been in the conversation as well, is that, you know, my links to, to seek goes back to my time in Denmark. I uh, know and have quite a, a strong relationship with, with the founders as well, Pierre and uh, Søren especially. Been, been seeing Seek for the early days it was born and actually the, the change was there and also the philosophy around how you grow a tech company which is very different than just going for hyper growth and going at expensive VC money that always have consequences you have you've, you've gone the hard way and actually developed lots about in the philosophy and in the in the spirit of what we are trying to promote here in general on the podcast you know, business as a force for good takes care of its people, community, and the planet, and the whole philosophy of where I came from, or the whole idea from the podcast came from, the book Good to Great, which is about these businesses that are really people-centric and actually build through very strong people processes and actually a lot of patience. It's not built over two years or three years, any kind of unicorn hyper growth. They're built with consistent improvement and slowly but uh, sure growth that actually takes care of you know, just, just the, the business itself, but also the environment it is in. So therefore for me, it was obvious we needed to do that. And then of course, also I got really interested when Chris started saying actually here in Scandinavia, we actually, some of our clients, actually they are really, really doing some innovative stuff that can be part of, you know, solving, you know, some of the, the challenges this is within the industry, but also building companies is just better. So how many is it that we have decided to do, Chris? I think that's the next question. So how, how yeah. many have decided to do and uh, what we're going to call this special edition series? So we have three episodes coming up and uh, we call this a little episode or special episode expansion through culture, the Scandi way, obviously, because these are all Scandinavian born companies, even though they today might have a, you know, global presence or European presence, depending on how you want to how you want to see it right so yeah that's the that's the name of the game because as you said it's it's all about the people and that's where i think most scandinavian operators are successful they come from from that philosophy as well and especially today with the the as we discussed in the webinar as well right the harsh climate behind the, the hospitality industry today it's it's just a whole different ballgame and i mean my myself i worked there what it's about six seven years ago since i last worked in hospitality but even now, I can just see that the struggles are, are proper proper and real. Yeah, and they're probably 10 days over the last five years. And the themes like every every quarter that goes, the, the, the notch just dry. And actually, the way you, you know, differentiate yourself, it's not just not on your offer, you know, your, your food and your, your brand. It's really about that culture as well, because that's also how you make it work, how you deliver that offer to put to customers. Like you have a very stable culture that just actually attracts and actually also really retain the right people. Then you actually have a competitive edge. And actually think 
one of the the guests, I'm going to come to the guest in a moment, said as I was doing the interview, he talked uh, about that athlete, you know, those things that were like very special to do for people before now just foundational, you know, knowing your basic people practices and actually having a baseline strong culture. If you don't have that, you, in his view, you are soon out of business or you will definitely trade at a loss. Could, couldn't agree more because in the end, right, the things that we did 10 years ago that were unique, as he said, they're not unique anymore. They, they should be standardized. And then the unique thing is about, I think, almost keeping that attitude or keeping that culture going when you scale up and become larger, because that's where the ballgame is very different. And to think, what else can we do? And and speaking of those type of things, you know, with Gallup's latest re research, we see that there are so many issues in regards to how managers translate into their employees, the idea of how willing are you to change job. It's, there's so many different aspects and so many different jobs out there. And that just creates a, a narrative where it's really, really hard to keep people. And if you can't keep people, especially within a you know, customer facing industry, I believe you're pretty much screwed and, and you can't compete in the end. Yeah, and it takes it, it takes uh, it takes time to build as well is also one of the learnings that came out. And you know, if you don't have the you know haven't planted the seeds, as one of them talks about, like culture is like a garden, then it's going to be very very hard to have that when you need it at most when the pressure arises. And also, if you operate as many of these operators you will listen into, they operate in different markets, so different you know company cultures that is created on cross borders in a way, but all supported by the, the overall culture that is created at some point in time where they decided this is how we're going to run our business. And this is how people's going to experience as a customer and as an employee. One of the things that has come out of the, what we have done and looked into is also the expectations from employees. We talked a lot about that in, in the webinar, but maybe also that was one of the reasons actually why we wanted to see. Is there actually people that is taking a different, you know, uh, approach to this? Because if the expectation from employees are changing, then what are we doing then to accommodate that as organizations? I mean, I think that's the expectation is kind of the most, I mean, I want to say, the, I don't know how to really phrase it in the, in the best way, but I think that the way you can put it essentially is that the expectations of an employee today is in some people's sense, they would say, oh, it's absurd how much they expect. And in some, they would say it's very common. You should just accept that that's the way it is. Because I think that we live in a, such a global world where we have so much access to so much information that people's expectations just skyrockets with every success story they read. So the things that might have been really, really special before about even just offering, you know, lunch at a workplace, it's just, if you don't do that, that's just strange. And then people won't work with you anymore. I think that's, there's a lot of small, small things that people are just taking for granted. And that if you forget those things that are taken for granted, how can they continue to kind of develop forward? And I think it just goes back to the roots, as you said, the DNA, where, where did you start? Because we see some companies that come in to us and they, you know, haven't really done the foundational work. And then they realize after expanding into X amounts that they need to do it now incredibly hard to get those people or their, those companies engaged. So it's a really about setting the foundation from the beginning. That's really like one of the most interesting cases. And I think that especially if I can say one of the guests that you're going to have on, I think have done it really, really well. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think you will see uh, all three of them we have on will have it different approaches because also they will do it in you know in spirit of their original culture the way they do these things the things that comes up that's that's changing all the times what i hear well did you know the research we did when we did the webinar a couple of months ago is like you know they they expect very exciting job roles you know and compensation needs to be you know on level with industry most times better they also want autonomy. They want to be allowed to make decision. They they want to be part of an exciting work culture where you know I feel safe. There's also uh, across the interviews a number of people talking about how do we actually create an environment where people feel safe to both to ask and also feel they have permission to say their opinion. And there's something about you know I want to be part of something where the company does more than just being a business. It contributes to a better world or community we are part of. Doesn't have to be a big crazy thing, but be supporting the local football club. But it's very clear they made a decision, and they consistently yep. are contributing to that. So actually, I feel good about the organization I'm part of. And people say, well, there's not so much new about that because what I think is really interesting as we will listen through these three conversation over the next couple of months is that actually it's embedded into their business model. It's not a project on the sideline. And that's what I thought was really, really interesting. And I think another thing we should touch on before we go into who are they actually, it's also one of the things I saw, one of the you know patterns I saw in these conversations and as we were preparing for this was that, you know, no matter what hits them, you know, because they're hit by the same challenges as anyone else, um, they navigate it and, you know, and come out stronger and better. And they all when you start asking into how they navigate, it comes down to their people, they said, and how quickly they could react or how quickly they can adapt as these, you know, the next black swan hits them. Yeah. I mean, they've all been through a lot of challenges lately, right? And the latest one that we discussed last time was the whole idea of the inflation, that just, yeah. you know, prices are skyrocketing and the cost goes up. And we already know that we already have, you know, the margins aren't always the, the greatest or on our side. So then that also takes our hit. And yeah, in the end, the things you're talking about are purpose. You need to have some type of purpose. And it doesn't need to be the most crazy purpose ever. It just needs to be embedded in what you do. And you can yeah. really see that people want to learn as well. And if they get to learn and they get to kind of be appreciated and that they can take responsibility and they're being seen. I think that's also a kind of a thing that people forget about a lot of times. If you see your employees and you tell them you're doing good or you're telling them X, Y, Z, they would be appreciated. And that just creates that kind of grit in the organization. So when something hits them, like for example, last year with the inflation and then maybe they have to close down locations or they have to, you know, reverse staff or cut staff or whatever it can be. If you have a strong foundation, the grit is going to be there. So people will actually be willing to go the extra mile just to ensure that everyone is happy and feeling good because they look out for each other. And, and I think that is a huge difference between some companies where they would rather just flee and just go to the next one because they, they're not, I'm not, me, myself and I are not connected to this company in any way, but it's a paycheck. But if you can do that extra step, you can, you can really succeed. And that's, that's really, really cool to see. Yeah, and it's really, you take it back again, uh, Chris, for the thing really interesting and they have the same conditions and anyone else. Yeah. But when they are hit by these challenges, there's this safety in the organization through the culture that is built with lots of different initiatives, practical things. And they will give great, because I was very focused on that as I was interviewing them, to give 
please explain in detail what it is you do then that makes this a success. And of course, they can't cover all their secret ingredients. And in principle, they're not secretive about, but they just can't cover all of them. But they all in within the the 10 areas of people you need to master from recruitment to to training and development to uh, benefits and compensations, all those 10 areas you need to cover, they just take a different twist in them all through the lens of their, their culture. So who are they? People are thinking, come on, tell me who they are. So, so uh, Chris, you are very kind. I think you, I want you to present the first one because you were the one, you have them as customers. So talk a bit about uh, our first guest on the series going live tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be Basset Burgers and the CEO co-founder of it, it's Sima Bandler. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been a customer for, uh, I'm with us at Seek for a long time. I would say almost since there were um, three, four outlets. And I think today they are, can't exactly remember if they're like 50, 60 plus. So they're very big and you might have the exact number in front of you. But the cool thing about Bassett Burgers is that they grew in a, I would say a very high pace, but from our standpoint where we saw them grow and we looked at, you know, talking through them with the platform and helping them grow and how they used our engagement tool. It's just incredible the amount of activity that happens, not from the management, but from each individual restaurant manager and each individual employee. And I think it's a very rare thing you see that you get employees who are between the ages of, you know, 16 to 24 to actually be engaged uh, with their workplace in the virtual environment as well in a really, really nice way without, I would say, not, without putting the emphasis on it directly, that it kind of comes from the culture in itself. So they are an incredible, cool company coming out of Sweden. And now they're in, I think, as we said before, US, they are in Finland, Norway, Sweden, and still in Denmark where I'm sitting. So hopefully they're going to make their way over here soon. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's going to be really, really interesting to to dive into that conversation. It was like, you know, culture at scale is what you can expect from that. And then we have Morten uh, Ortwell from Dining6, uh, which is a Danish company that's also gone across borders. And within a decade, a bit more than a decade, they went from operating one cafe in Aarhus in Denmark to now actually running a, a restaurant group with different concepts within it. And he talks a lot about the founder's role and they have five partners. They're originally six, they're down to five partners now. And how has actually been critical for actually their, you know, they have an approach and personalities and how actually the culture is part of that and how they've been able to scale that, but also how to actually use the founder's strengths to keep the culture alive. And how they actually, you know, for example, Morden is the one that goes and do all the entrepreneurial projects because he's very entrepreneurial. So he has that entrepreneurial touch points into the the culture. And he also talks a lot about culture in, in their view is created by leading from the front line. So being very visible and part of the front line, but still remember there's a, the overall business to run, but actually have a very close connection with the front line. And he talks a lot about the special relationship they created with people over the year have lots of people that stayed with them and moved around with them. And they have new jobs to them because they expand across borders. It's an interesting company to be part of. And he also talks about, um, again, some of the uh, more purpose-driven things they're doing from, from small to large and actually how important it is to involve your people in running your business and actually making each site the general manager's you know own site and how you do that. 
And then we have a, a, a more, can we say, I would say also in the UK, on the European connection, known brand, Sticks and Sushi, where we have Andreas Carlson, the CEO for that. And he's been there for, for, for a long time. And prior to that, he was at Wakamama and that exciting journey as they were growing. And he talks about as well how you transition the uh, the culture between three different countries and how you actually keep the Danish inheritance from from originally Dixon Susie started in Copenhagen and how you actually as the uh, the founder moves away from the business how you keep that alive and actually how you ensure as the CEO you actually make sure that the culture is lived in every corner of the organization as you expand to Germany where they just opened three sites there's still a twelve in the UK. And have another 12 in, in Denmark, but very different markets to operate in. And then we talk about the complexity about that and how actually also one of the things we're going to touch about is on. So how do you actually yourself when you've been in an organization for a long time and you're the CEO, how do you keep on challenge yourself to see the culture in the right place as a benefit for, for the business, both for the employees, but also for the customer experience. If you ever go to a Sticks and Sushi, it's a very, very unique customer experience. And that is all fed from the very, very unique way and approach to people they had from the, I would say from the outset when they started out many, many, many years ago in Nansen scale in, uh, in Copenhagen. And really interesting, of course, all these three, as I have been wrapped up the interviews, is that these people have been around for decades and they are growing slowly but steady. There's not like crazy growth as well and that's something we will touch on in all of them it's controlled growth they all call about you know so we can actually make sure we can take the culture with us what is that i'm thinking chris you maybe hey we both have maybe a different view on this but what are we actually hoping to see change why should i listen into this now people have like got a long intro from us but why should they they listen in what what kind of change is this going to do i think that a lot of the times it's easy to find a, a concept that works or this is at least what we see. And then you just think, okay, I'm just going to go crazy with this. And then you go so fast, you forget kind of the, the bottom line to your business, which is the foundation culture, especially within hospitality, where their margins are thin. There's not a lot to compete on, but what you do compete on is how your people are towards their customers and how they also transcend by giving them opportunities, by having giving them trust. So I think there is so much to gain in, in just terms of understanding the importance of every single employee within your organization and take that with you and go back down to yourself and think, hey, do I actually in use this thought, uh, mindset myself. Do I think about the employee and what they need? Or do I think what do management HR need or what the management and operation need? Instead of thinking what do the employee need and how does that translate into the manager? So I think that's kind of a lot of the different ways you can look at it. And I think a lot of these, or these three companies, in my opinion, they have that mindset where it is the people first that do bring them success. Yeah, I think what what we also what I think one of the things I totally agree on that, Chris, and one of the things I believe and hope people get out of that is actually also they start asking themselves if actually they really have a plan slash strategy and approach to their people as actually gonna give them the competitive edge they need in five years' time. Because that's a running theme through these. And I'm sure you will get great ideas, but then of course you have to remember if you really want to make this work, you need to find your own approach 
to doing this. You cannot just take their technical initiatives and implement them directly. There's not two sticks and sushi. There's not two bastard burgers. There's not two dining sticks. There's only one. But you can still be inspired. If you can just take a few nuggets of these and implement them, I think it will be a great listen. And actually, it also will just bring the conversation up. Are we actually doing enough? Because actually, all of them don't believe they're very good at it. When you talk, they're very humble about what they've done. So exactly also, but that hunger, humbleness, it was, makes the difference when the challenge comes around the corner. That's where the culture steps up to protect the brand, to grow the brand, where everybody else may be seeing decline in the same period. And the challenge is hopefully get some innovation in how you even just do small things within the workplace. If you can get I think it's a key thing that I, I hope that, I mean, I haven't heard all the episodes yet, but a key thing to me is, are your employees able to speak up and not then just don't say yes, right? If you're listening in right now, but actually think about it. Do they have the guts? Not even, they shouldn't even have guts. Are they just able to say, hey, I think if we just do it this way differently, we'll save five seconds. And now if you can do that for 10 things, all of a sudden your, your seconds are counting, right? But if they're not, one, in, you know, kind of encouraged to speak up and two, are not encouraged to be curious at how to improve the business with you. Well, I think then you, then you have kind of a, a food for thought, maybe just to think about those things and, and see whether that would be something that can really help you. And I think these companies, they're good at, at getting the, the employee engaged and getting them to feel, ah, you know what? I do care. I want to learn. I see opportunity and so forth. I think there's a really good point and what I was thinking as you're saying that, Chris, and then we will we'll wrap up. But I'm thinking also that the ability to not only have the conversation, but also keep on asking the difficult question, not think you're ever there. And I think there's this, you're ne never done perfecting the art of building a people-first, people-centric organization. You're never done. And actually, you need to be on your toes all the time. And I think that's also... What you will learn from that also just accept that's not, you know, you will make mistakes and it's not perfect, but in a way is that, you know, you try for 1% better every day. And that's, I hope you will take that away. And then of course, I, I hope you enjoyed them and we would love to hear what you think. So yeah, please reach out to us. We'll, we'll have, you know, uh, emails in the, the show notes. We will, you know, you can reach out to me via LinkedIn if you want. I'm sure you can do the same with Chris. You know, every, everything you can share and you learn and you can maybe say what we want more of or what we want less of. Because of course, if, if this works, of course, we'll, we'll always be open to, to do more of this in the, in the future. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm a person who works for a company where they put people first and we have a platform where we put, try to put people first. So it's the whole idea behind it to me is just golden so if you do enjoy it if you think there's more companies out there that we should have a talk with then for sure let us know yeah great thank you chris oh. you also enjoy the episodes and uh we'll catch up in the, uh, the end of the whole series that's good take care if you enjoyed today's conversation please give us a like share it with anyone you think would benefit from it if you have any questions please reach out to us at Michael at Hospitality Mavericks or Christopher at Seek.io. Expansion through culture, the Scandi way, were brought to you by Seek, the social internet. Check them out at Seek.io or contact them directly at Christopher at Seek.io. 
Thank you for tuning in.